Welcome into another episode of Get Fiddles and Paradiddles. My name is Chris. My name is John. And uh, guys, if uh, if you, you do hear it or you don't hear it, John and I are doing something for the first time that probably everyone has done before, especially yeah. with a podcast. Uh, right. I, I'm, I'm not in the room with John. He's not in the room with me. I'm actually seeing him on my computer. We're, we're Skyping yeah. each other for the first the time. the world this wide our, web. World wide web. This is the first time we've... Uh, done a episode this way and it's very convenient john why have we not done this before well uh because uh we are not smart man <laughs> we are not smart man yeah john well, and well, I are, you are. we're, we're I'm, trying I'm, to guy we're always trying to organize our schedules and we live about 40 minutes apart from each other so like you want to drive to me or i'll drive to you and i don't know we what's crazy is we, we we've got an interview coming up not to spoil it too much obviously we won't mm-hmm. drop a name or anything but i started researching like how are we going to do this interview like you know how, what's, what, what what could we do and then you know all these these things align it's like wait we could just use skype and if we can use skype to interview people we could do this like we're doing it right now that's exactly right make we, technology we put our, yeah work for us yep. we kind of our, our brains kind of formed a voltron if you will Ooh. and and we and we uh, uh, uh uh, put put two and two together and finally realized it's funny I went out there um, while we were getting everything set up I told my wife I was like oh my god Skype is amazing we could we should have been doing it. she was like I tried to tell you that earlier dumb dumb <laughs> she's like you know looking at me like I'm with stupid you oh know kind of thing so yeah we were coming straight at you through the world wide web so um, no no uh, no more um, no more days off, Chris. No more days no off. No more That's days right. off. It'll be. We got to keep this. We got to keep this train a moving. Yep. So. As as we said in, in the last episode, we're we're back on schedule, and damn it, we're going to stay on schedule. Let's dive right into this thing. I, so I we got a, a pretty good. Uh, this is pretty. This pretty juicy right here, Chris. I would say it's juicy. I saw this news article, and I was like, oh, we got to talk about this. So, um, time. What's What's interesting, and this kind of ties into our previous episode, we talked about Tool and how. They worked uh, together to, to to possibly. It's not been proven, or you know, there's not anything out there stating the the truth uh-huh. in this that they worked on negotiating royalty rates. Um, and this is the reason why their their catalog had not been on Apple Music or Spotify mm-hmm. or any of these things. Uh, this is the assumption. Um, so with all of that, I've you know I, I read some 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 music news. You read some music news, and we come across some things that really catch our attention. And this one really got me. Um, so it was from uh, digitalmusicnews.com, great website, great resource. The headline that catches my attention says, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, Google, slash Alphabet Company, Google's company, they file a 92-page formal protest against streaming royalty rate increases. So there is a appeal for all for all of you songwriters and publishers out there that mm-hmm. there was going to be a major increase in streaming royalty rates and everyone gets excited right it was going to be pretty sizable uh, one of the few websites say it's 44% increase which would apply to all streaming mechanical rates in the US it was handed down by the copyright royalty board mm-hmm. the, the the CRB as they're known and uh, as soon as it's handed down um one side note, this would have been the first meaningful rate increase in 110 years. Uh, and that's just, I mean, just marinate on that for a second, Chris. Yeah, 110 100... years. What if what if when you oh went to work at, at, at whatever job it may be, all right, let's yep. just not like you yep. put music in it. We've all worked our retail jobs or what have you. What if you didn't get a raise for 110 years? How about you just didn't get a raise for 10 years? I mean, dude, that's like generations long. I mean, that's like multiple generations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of of stagnation. Yeah. I mean, floors me. 110 years. So so Google and Amazon and Pandora, Spotify. What's interesting? I don't see Apple's name in any of that. It's kind of kind of interesting there that Apple didn't stick their hands in this 92 page appeal. Yeah. Um, but they they appealed it like. 92 pages worth of, of appeal going, hey, we, we do not agree with this. Um, I didn't know, after reading the article, I didn't know that SiriusXM owns Pandora. And uh, one of the big issues there is a lot of this is a digital streaming services, and they're all ad-supported, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And it affects, I guess it really affects, you know. It's a trickle-down kind of effect, you know, or, or, or trickle-up, which way you want to look at it, whatever way you're looking at it, I guess. It will depend on how the trickling is, is flowing. Yeah. 
But the fact that you've got 110 years of stagnation in mechanical licensing rates is, I mean, you want to talk about a monopoly on yeah. on on something and and just literally just squeezing your thumb in the freaking eyeballs of songwriters i, I it, it it boggles my mind honestly i don't i don't understand how that's the case but it, yeah. it sure is it's shocking that you know they they obviously they're going to try to keep pace with the aggressive streaming growth rate you know like Streaming platforms are huge. They're going to remain huge. This is where music is. This is where it's going until something else takes over. And, you know, you, you say, all right, you, you guys haven't got a raise in 110 years. We're going to give you a 44% raise. And everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not equipped for that, that kind of growth. Our ad systems are not ready for that. So I hope that they meet in the middle somewhere. Wouldn't it be nice to see 20% or 30% or something, you know? Yeah, so here's what's going to happen. Um something either either the streaming uh, method is going to be a fad and something else is going to come along that's mm-hmm. going to replace the streaming mm-hmm. um you know i don't know what that is i wish i was smart enough to conjure up here's my word again conjure sure. up a new a new kind of uh formula or conduit if you will for uh, to get music out to to the masses, mm-hmm. uh, but right now it's coming through the the internet. Yeah, you know, you're streaming. So, circle back around to my point. Something's going to have to give. Either there's going to have to be a new delivery system, mm-hmm. you know, i.e., some type of new business model like streaming. What you know, when Napster came along, mm-hmm. that was that was it, man. That was the nail in the coffin for the record labels. Um, so something's going to come along to replace streaming or the major label artists are going to have to like band together and, you know, to use Voltron again, form a, a, a major label Voltron and just pull all their, their catalogs from these streaming services and mm-hmm. say, look, F you guys. Right. Um, I'm going to start hard pressing CDs and selling CDs or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Obviously, the the CD is is a it, it, it's it's extinct at this point. But you've seen them saying whatever something's going to have to happen. There's only so so many times you can squeeze blood out of a turnip, as they say down here in in, in the South. You right. know, right. eventually you're going to squeeze these artists and songwriters to the point to where they're going to revolt and they're yeah. going to they're they're going to figure out another way. Right. Well, I mean, it wouldn't take much for you know, said publishing companies, maybe two, maybe three, to band together that are for this. Maybe it's an Apple or someone like that, and they say, "Hey, we're gonna, we're we got we got the songwriters back, we got the the publishers back. Why don't you guys mm-hmm. come join us?" And at this point, then the monopoly shifts. You know, right now it's such a monopoly. So how do you how do you kind of shake shake up the what's happening with what was what is considered mainstream now? Yeah, and I think that since they you know, due to the streaming rates and how songwriters are getting paid, it's going to take a conglomerate in, in order because it's, it's all about money, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's moving money from one hand to the other. Yep. Um, so when you start bringing some heavy hitting, you know, cats like Apple that have more, you know, literally they have more cash value in their company than, than the freaking gross domestic product of Europe just about. Yep. So it's going to take something, uh, like you mentioned like that, uh, kind of a teaming up, of you know, an Apple or, a you know, whoever and yep. say, Hey, here's here. Let's rework this. Let's think about this. Mm-hmm. If we work together, we'll make more money in the long term. We'll be able to pay the songwriters a little bit. Everybody's happy. The, the, the machine keeps churning, right? Yeah. The frustration I have, and you know, chew on this a little bit. This is something that eeks and irks me quite a bit is that music business, business people are they're, they're Like you said, there's, they're squeezing all of this all the time. And what, mm-hmm. what's happening is, the art of music 
is being displayed as something that's cheap. And because yeah, the business guys yes. up top, the business guys are, 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 are showing the people that, that they're just regular listeners. We're not talking about musicians. We're talking about people that are just listeners of music. Mm-hmm. They're, they're seeing that devaluation of art, not just music, of art. They see that devaluation, right. and then they're like, wait, I don't want to pay a dollar for a song. I'm not going to do that. I'd rather find it for free online, you know? Right. Like, think about the countless amounts of hours that you and I have been in studios where we've worked on projects mm-hmm. before. And w- what if I told you, like, you're going you're gonna to work in the studio for 80 hours or 300 hours, and you're going to sell your album mm-hmm. for 10 bucks, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's... That's that devaluation, like, in high gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. And, you know, factor in, you know, other other costs of, you know, having to go out on the road and support your record and buy your merch and, you know, getting royalties from your songs. That's, that's, that's how, that's how a lot of these cats who are starting out are starting out is they get a cut, you know, they write a song and and a major label artist cuts their song, Mm -hmm. you know, and if it gets any kind of airplay and, 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 has any kind of modest modest success you know that can fund that songwriters you know dreams and aspiration of having their own band and having their own hit song and cutting it and be the star you know what i mean yeah totally um but you can't do that if you only you know if you crack the top 20 with a song you know an artist cuts your song and you make it to number 25 and it stays there mm-hmm. you ain't making jack crap on that nope nope that, not, that's I mean, just not i mean what was the rate that we last last episode zero point zero six or you know, yeah yeah stream? it's like, like God. it's yeah it's it's so if you have a penny it's half of that basically yeah. half a penny per stream half a penny per stream mm. and that that is you know the trying to and I guess this is a philo- uh, I can't talk philosophical kind of road that I'm going down, but it's you know you're you're putting a trying to assess value to art, right? Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's just an oxymoron. Like art is not a commodity. You know what I mean? It, it's not like something you can trade on the S and P 500. You know yep. and you know, art, you know, creative music, paintings, just arts in general is at a certain level, it's, it's, um, it's priceless, right? Nobody can necessarily put like a value, a a value on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be that as it may, there are rules and regulations in place in the music business that set parameters for values, et cetera. So, I think what's going to have to happen is some young, smart guy like the dude that did Napster is going to come along in another five or six years, develop some new uh, way of of uh, distributing music to the masses, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to start. You know, it, it, it's just the capitalistic machine. It's competition. Yep. Yep. You know. So you know when you when you um, uh, kind of. Uh, lay the foundation and support and kind of encourage that's the word if you're encouraging competition that's that's the true beauty of capitalism is the the choices the more mm-hmm. choices you have the better for the consumer yep. so i think that's what's going to have to happen something's Something's going to have to change you know and unfortunately i don't know if the artists are going to do that because they don't if you can't beat them, join them at this point. And that's what a lot of them are doing because they can't, you know, they're nobody selling CDs or, you know, it's all, you stream your songs. Right. Right. And I think that's a, a, um, that's factored in into billboard charts, um, along with, you know, radio plays on terrestrial radio, but like how many, how many digital downloads, right. That's factored into, um, you're climbing the charts. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so some of the model, I think the model is going to change, but it's going to take somebody really smart and really clever to kind of 
figure that out and send everybody on a different path yeah. that will compete with the streaming Spotify's and even Apple Apple I, I think it's going to be Apple. I think they're already they they're too powerful and too wealthy of a company. I guarantee you they have got a research and development team that is this is all they do is trying to come up with a new way to distribute music. Oh yeah. I mean and I think that we should keep in mind that even though I don't even know how many years it's been, John, how long we've been listening to music in a streaming form. But, I mean, it's only been like two years that Apple Music mm-hmm. has been launched. You know, Spotify has been around for right. a while, but it's still it's still a baby kind of, you know, it's still a yeah, new it Really, platform. it's in its infancy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the other thing about capitalism, I guess the ugly side of it is people that have money see all these other people making shitloads of money mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, I want some of that. I want right. some of that pie. Right. I want to get. I want to get my hand in that cookie jar. Yep. Right. And you know, whether you agree or disagree with 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 that is a whole another another topic for another day. But that's what creates the choices for the consumer. Yep. Is competition. Yep. Um. So I think that's what ultimately what's going to have to ha- have to happen. But man, it's this is. This is going to get real ugly, man. Yep. This is going to get real ugly. Yep. So I'm looking to see. I'm, I'm, you know, excited to see how it kind of turns out. I hope, you know, just like a lawsuit, you know, you start high and hopefully, you know, hit the middle. It'd be nice to see some increase out there for songwriters and publishers. So um, we'll watch it close and, and as it develops, if it's uh, if it's worth talking about, we'll, we'll revisit it, John. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, um, for all of our, our listeners out there who are, you know, aspiring songwriters and are trying to, you know, maybe acquire pub deals, um, you know, you need to familiarize yourself with this because you, you, you can really kind of, um, if you don't understand the beast and, and, and how this works and the numbers and all that stuff, you know, um, having a number one song in 2019 is not the same as having a number one song in or 2008. Yeah. Totally different. Totally. Completely different animal. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, 2008, I mean, even 2009, that's when CDs were still relevant. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were a huge part of, of, of the artist portfolio package to a record label. It's like, how many, how many units, you know, the barcode, you know, they, they, they Mm -hmm. scan the barcode. They want to, they want to know how many, how many they keep track with all that stuff. So, um, so definitely, you know, we'll like, like Chris said, we'll keep you abreast of any latest developments, but just super fascinating that, uh, that this has continued to be a, a crawl in the songwriters, um, thorn in their side, if, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Well, John, let's move on to our, uh, our main topic of the day and, uh, guys hang tight and we will be right back. So, John, uh, our main topic today is uh, is is not a not a short uh, short title. It's, it's John and I've been kind of talking about ways and you, you make money as a as a working musician. Mm-hmm. I think that you know we were spitting spitballing ideas, and I was like, oh, maybe we should, you know, let's just riff on that uh, on the on the podcast. Like that was really your idea uh, more than anything, uh, as usual. Mm-hmm. You're the, you're the idea man. Uh, you're the conduit, as you, as you call yourself. I'm the conduit. The I'm conduit. the conjurer of ideas. Yes, That's my big word. But this is uh, this is how it is. I mean, John and I, we talk yeah. about music. We talk about a lot of things, of course, but uh, we talk about music yeah. stuff, and then what will happen is we just stumble across something like this, like, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, things that we're personally going through or, or what, what it may sure. be is that, you know, where, you know, this this particular thing is a is a topic I even get asked about sometimes, like, you know, do you do you have a regular job? Because if mm-hmm. you don't have a regular job, I want to know how do you make money as a working musician, like how are you paying all of your bills? How are you paying your mortgage, your car? How are you buying gas and food? Um, and so let's talk about that, John. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that that, you know, that's like, you know, the million dollar question that everybody asks a musician or or you'll get the statement, well, do it while you're young, kid, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just that, that kind of stuff or uh, hope you got a backup plan or uh, you know, what do you, what, what are your plans in case that doesn't work out? 
you know, right. and it's like you want to retort, well, well, what's your backup plan when if you get fired from your job? Right, right. You know, or your company uh, goes it, under, or yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the way the world is, the way the country is, you never know, right? And I think, right. well, the way the way the world is now, I think in the in the millennial time that we live in, even though we may speak negatively about millennials occasionally, um, with the way the internet is now. Um, Having a job like being a musician or, say, being a movie editor or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, it's not unusual to hear these jobs because the Internet's made it where we can make money. You just have to know where to hustle, right? And I think that's, right. that's the conversations I have with people when they ask me these things. It's like, well, let me tell you the things that I'm doing that are going around what you think is the norm for a musician, mm-hmm. right? Correct. So, you know, obviously one of the main vehicles for for us to make money is our ability to play an instrument, right? right. You know, right. live performance. So mm-hmm. I would say that's, you know, if we're talking about this, you know, like the old school, you know, pie charts, mm-hmm. you know, a, that's a that encompasses a big part of the pies, you know, getting paid to play live. Right. Um, but, you know, that can come and go with the wind, you know, depending on lots of factors. Um, right. So... You 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 gotta you gotta hustle, man. You gotta figure out other ways to skin the cat. Yeah. Um. You but know what I'm saying. You have to stay diverse. I think is. The yeah, word. you gotta like, stay diverse, man. And now that, that you know, that was one of the reasons I wanted you to get turned on to jazz. Mm-hmm. For one, it, it was going to help your chops across the board. Right. And the other thing is just you know, to add diversity to your portfolio, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Being able to have that, that skill in, in the tool chest that if you were to get called to play a jazz gig, you'd be able to do it. Right. Right. Um, now I'm not talking about mastery of jazz. I'm talking about being able to perform, you, you know, a jazz gig like you would go and perform a cover band gig, which you would excel at. Right. Mm, Right. So being, having the same technical uh, facilities in that situation and in a jazz situation. Right. So that was one of the first things um, that for me, I was able to expand my uh, avenues of getting revenue was just being proficient in multiple genres of music, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because there's not, you know, you know, there's lots of, you know, genres of music that you can play that, that you can make money. Uh, you know, our, our buddy, Miles Brown, who, uh, good friend of mine who we interviewed a while back, you know, he does movie and film scores mm-hmm. and he plays out live and he teaches, um, He's constantly, I mean, that, that some bitch is a grinder, man. Like he yep. is working, dude. Yeah. And I you think know? that's the thing. Like you have to have your arms kind of out there, you know, your hands in a lot of things, you know, like you said, yeah, he's, he's teaching, sure. he's playing, he's obviously a, a diverse musician. So, you know, I think that's one of the first things when somebody asked me that question is like, you know, well, what styles of music do you play? You know, and mm-hmm. if, you, if you got a young person. We were all there. They're probably playing, you know, metal or hard rock, and they're playing the things that excites them, and that's totally normal. Like that's that's Absolutely. the thing that's, that turns our gears in the beginning and gets things started. Mm-hmm. But you have to kind of look at the genres that are going to sustain you. I can remember, you know, I'm 23, 24, coming out of my own metal bands, and yep, had the opportunity to. Um, uh, audition for a pop band, an Atlanta pop band, and I, I, it was kind mm-hmm. of a scary thing. You know, it was just like pop Absolutely music. Like, what? Is, I'm yeah. going to go play pop rock. Like, what? Right. What? I'm going to go sound like you know, Matchbox 20. Like, what am I doing? But mm-hmm. it was totally the best thing for me to do, as scary as it was, you know, and it helped mm-hmm. me, like you say, di- become more diverse. And that realization in my young 20s made me go, okay, like, obviously I can't play metal for my entire life and expect to make a living. Right. And, and, and you still retain uh, those, you, you never forget where you, where you came from. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as the old saying goes, so you, you still have that in you. Um, that's almost encoded in your DNA, but you, it's, it's the evolution, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the evolution that happens. So not to, not to get into this metaphysical, you know, philo- philosophical, I can't say that word, Chris, philosophical, 
it's conversation. Hard. It, 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 it's really hard. It's a lot of um, syllables, dude. You, you got to, you just, it's almost like a, you know, uh, a net that you're using to clean a pool out. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have a really, you got to cast a wide net, mm-hmm. uh, in, in order to, you know, make a living. And on the flip side of that, um, I think the other kind of shtick with, 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 uh, being, uh, making a living as a musician is, um, you're never probably, unless you're just fortunate to, you know, have a, a good gig with a successful major label artist, or you've had a hit song, like you're probably not going to be in the same tax bracket as a, uh, plastic surgeon. No. Or a uh, an attorney of a huge personal injury law firm, like you know what I'm saying? Like the well, I the, think what you're the, what you're the, saying the, is you need to manage your expectations really well. Yeah, that's exactly right. right. Just manage right. your expectations. Talk, you know, you're right. you're first off, you're an artist, right? At the end of the day, yep. you're an artist. You know, whether you're a painter yep. or a music creator or whatever it may be, you're an artist, right? And we just talked mm-hmm. about how art is devalued. So you mm-hmm. either have to wear that as a chip, which isn't going to get you around very well, or you just wear that as a badge of honor, like you know. I, I, I do something that's unique and different and it's mine and it impacts people's lives. And yeah, I, I manage my expectations a lot better because yeah, I'm not working on brains, but maybe I'm enhancing someone's life with something I created. You know, that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. It's totally huge. And that's, you know, so, um, being, being, um, a working musician is, um, it's not something that's going to, um, you know, pad the 401k, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it can, um, but it just, you got to manage your expectations. And I think getting back around to, um, you know, the hustle and, and you, you're a great example of that, man. It's like, if people only knew the other stuff that you're doing mm-hmm. beyond just playing a drum set, right? Yeah. Um, I'm... you know, now, 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 eventually it's going to pay dividends. Mm -hmm. So you got to get to the point to where it does, but, um, you can't waste good years because one, one commodity that you can never replenish is time. Yeah, dude. I read a quote about that the other day and it's kind of hit me hard, you know, um, you know, whether we've mentioned it or not, I mean, John and I, or John's close to 40, I am 40. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, there's, there's, there's a window that's, that's always closing, you know, that yeah. there are limitations that begin to, to close. And one of those, mm-hmm. which is kind of the shocking revelation that kind of hit me was that, uh, our own body's degradation, you know, like mm-hmm. as a drummer, it's a physical instrument, right? So mm-hmm. what am I doing to help remain relevant in my own feelings about music? Right. So, mm-hmm. Do I want to learn another instrument? Do I want to get into production? Uh, you and I have had side conversations about that. Um, do I want to get into engineering? You know, what is it? Ask yourself these questions instead of going, I'm going to do this one thing. Because by the time I'm 50, what are my, you know, do I have carpal tunnel? Do I have arthritis from be- beating drums for 40 years or 30 years? Or oh, yeah. Maybe? You yeah. Know, these things start to crop up and it's like, well, I can't play the way I used to play. You know, you see these guys that are playing in their 50s, 60s, totally doable. But you got to take care of your body. These are all things that you have to plan for. And that, that time thing that you mentioned, like you can't get time back, dude. And and what are you doing with the time you have now to, to pay dividends going forward? Yeah, correct. And I think most um, most of of our peers that we know, um, I mean, dude, they're just – it's a calling, man. You, you know that's what you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, um, so to kind of, you know, you know, skip ahead a little bit. So let's say you had to get a quote unquote day job, right. the dreaded day yeah. job. Right. So I heard Gary V uh, talk about this in one of his little Instagram videos. If you don't know who Gary Vanderchuk is, go check him out. He's all over internet. He's just, he's, he, some of the stuff I think is, is just kind of, sunshine and rainbows but every now and again he really has some great great points he does and and in this particular point i really um you know hit home with me and he was talking about time mm-hmm. and how it's it's the it's the most important commodity that you can accumulate is your time 
because you can't get it back. So if you're a musician working some crappy day job and you're wasting your talent or you, excuse me, you're wasting your time, that time is, is not going to, um, ever come back. Right. However, you know, life requires you to, um, stay, uh, um, stay, stay current on the bills. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you've got to have some, you know, so what he said was, you know, um, there was a patron that asked him a question about, I'm starting my own business. I have a, have a full-time job. The business is starting to make a little bit of money, but I don't have the time I need to put into the, my business because of my quote unquote day job. Right. Should I just bite the bullet, quit the day job, and full steam ahead on that? And he was like, no, what you need to do is find a part-time job that is less hours. So if you're making a little bit of money from from your your business endeavor, you know, basically his point was was to find something that you can put a, as little amount of time into that you're going to make the most amount of money so you can really put – the most important commodity, which is time into your own business. Right. So it's the same kind of concept with, with music. You know, if you have to get a day job and, um, that's just what you have to do, well, make sure that it's, it's worthy of your time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've right? heard some people say that the day you know job that you does have that make to get, sense? yeah, in this situation, like you want the day job to work for you not right. the other way around. Um, one example of this could be as a musician or maybe an artist, a painter, or whatever it may be. Um, maybe you're into graphic arts. Well, maybe you would work at a comic book shop. Uh, as a musician, you definitely would, should be working at a guitar center or a local mom-and-pop music store mm-hmm. um, because not only are you going to make money, but you're going to be exposed to so many contacts. You're going to meet Absolutely. so many people that are musicians that need musicians. And right. You know, depending on the store you work for, you can also take advantage of their uh, their, their 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 nice little discount system. There, we all need gear, and, and, right? And, and, yep, yep. I mean, I can't stress enough. I mean, I don't. I know a lot of cats poo poo it, but man, working at a music store is it's almost it's like it's too easy, almost, right? Yeah. You know, but man, it you know uh, that's a that's a huge way to network and meet people. Um, and it's just like any other job. It's got, it's, you know, it's got shit that you got to deal with it. You know, you know, freaking, if they sell band and orchestra instruments, you got band rental marching band season and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, holiday retail, uh, season is hell on earth, mm-hmm. but it's part of the gig, man. You know, it's, 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 it's just like anything. Um, there's going to be things about a job that don't necessarily, um, invoke uh, sunshine and rainbows, but in the grand scheme of things, it frees up your time to where you can put uh, more of your time into stuff that 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 you were put on this earth to do. Right, right. And and the devaluation of music, and basically trying to put it in some uh, commodity box right that you you buy sell and trade on the on the stock exchange it's just you can't you can't put a value on art nope nope um it's just hard to do but i just i I think that they nowadays um and anybody that has a youtube channel or a podcast or whatever i think that they're this is a pretty universal kind of a, a of a philosophy i said it yes philosophy (laughs) um that you gotta you got to do a lot of different things, man. You can't just be a live player. You can't just be, um, you know, unless you're super fortunate and you're a session guy and get called in your a lister, you know, that can be your, your sole sole job. And that's great mm-hmm. if you want to do that. Um, but that requires a, that requires a lot of time, a lot of networking and you got to build up a lot of trust with, you know, producers and studios, um, and that, you know, that don't happen overnight. You know, that's no. a lot of going out and playing on, you know, silly ass demos and, you know, having, having this guy cancel out on this and this other guy cancel out on that. And you're like the sloppy thirds and you mm-hmm. get called on, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. but, but the, I think the, the, the common thread there 
especially if we're since we're on the session players, is that they were by the phone when when the phone rang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're out, you know, working, you know, some, you know, twelve-hour, uh, you know, shift warehouse job, that's you know paying you twelve bucks an hour. Yep. You know, and you're working fifty hours a week. When the phone rings, there goes your opportunity, possibly. Right. So, to I guess to circle back around to my Gary V thing is is that you have to you have to prioritize your time, and time is your most valuable asset. Mm-hmm. So, and it's fleeting. It's it, it's never, you know, as you get older, um, you know, time your your sense of time. It's everything speeds up. Everything progresses faster the days you know your birthdays come around quicker right mm-hmm. especially if you have children um it, it it goes exponentially faster after you have kids so you got to be willing to understand um the expectations of being a musician it's yeah. it's a it's a labor of love um, but you can make a living at it you know and and we've discussed what what we what we think making a living at, at music is yeah we, we've definitely uh, covered that i mean you know everyone's got their own version of what making a living is and i think that's part of managing the expectations part mm-hmm. it, it it totally is so you know and i was talking about this um this kind of you know oh we'll do this while you're young you know right before my flight date um i stayed at um Adam Romito's place and his roommate, his name is uh, Zach Roberts. I think it's Zach Robertson. I think it's Zach Robertson. Mm. I'm sorry, Zach, if I'm not pronouncing that right. But we were just kind of shooting the bull. You know, he's a phenomenal guitar player. He plays his guitar with Craig Morgan. And we were talking about how many, uh, you know, family members or friends would be like, well, man, you know, hope you got a backup plan. I'm mm. sure that ain't going to last too long. Do it while you're young, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And it's like, why would you say that? You know, like it's not about, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's going to ride that gig as long as he possibly can. But if that, that gig comes to an end, well, guess what? He's going to find something else to do. Right. There's you always know? the next gig. Especially There's always the next gig. Yeah. So you, you can't, um, you know, unless you just want to be a metal guitarist or a metal drummer, then then by all means, you know, that's if that's what you feel your passion is in, then do it. But, um, you know, you might be living in a freaking pinto, eating sardines out of a can for a long time. Right. If you, you know, unless your band gets signed by a label and you you get a hit song or, you know you it's it's just not it's not feasible in these day and times to just kind of you know uh put your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. totally agree yeah i think you know it really just comes down to like you're saying manage expectations be smart with the time that we're given i mean we all have the same 24 hours in a day so you know i think the thing that's surprising sometimes is when someone looks at a, someone that's achieved a lot whether it be a musician or whatever mm-hmm. it may be and they're like, man, how do you do it? And, you know, in the vein of Gary Vee, there's really not a secret formula sometimes. It's just about, you know, using the time you have and being smart with it. You know, don't don't yeah. don't sit on Instagram for two hours a day. Don't sit on Facebook for two hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to be disturbed, turn on the screen time functionality that's in iOS 12, and it, it'll tell you every week, this is the average amount of time you spend on your phone. And Think right, we I mean, done with that time, you know, like right, you know, absolutely, we, we're all given that time, and John, John's totally on it. Like time is the thing that we have to manage well, and you know, just don't let it get away from you because you'll look back and be like, "Wow, where did it all go?" Get fiddles and paradiddles will always be available for free, but we rely on our donations from our listeners. Please visit our website at getfiddlesandparadiddles.fireside.fm. And click on the donate button. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, and if you enjoy what you hear, give us a review. We were actually talking about this at church a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, some of the uh, the guys in the band, um, we were talking about just podcasting, and they were asking me stuff. And somebody 
was like, man, I, that, I'd really like to do a podcast about this and that. And, and, and he was asking me, like, what did you guys do? Like, what? And I was like, well, we turned on the voice recorder on our iPhones and went for it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to just, you know, just Google it. some stuff. Use Google. Google's yeah. your friend. It's like the Encyclopedia Britannica. You know, figure out how um, to start a podcast. You know, yep. figure out. And it's really, it's it's not that hard. Mm-mm. It's um, really not. And, you know, here we are. What, Chris? We 28 episodes 28, in. You know, 29. Com- we're coming up on a year. Yeah. We're coming up on a year. So, um it's 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 about you know just doing going for it sometimes you know mm-hmm. like if you're learning a uh if you're learning some intricate drum fill you know sometimes yeah you need to play it slow with a metronome but sometimes you just gotta let it rip to see if you can pull it off right. you know what i mean yep and sometimes you can and sometimes you have to really do it uber slow with the metronome you know, in order for the precision to be there, in order for the accuracy to be there, and then you can build your speed up. But uh, a lot of times for me, um, and I heard a guitarist talking about this, um, you know, if he's, if he's like copping a lick and it's like super fast, some shredder run, a lot of times he practices it to speed because he wants to see where, you know, like where he's at playing wise, like, can I play it that fast just out of the, out of the shoot? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what parts of the riff are giving me trouble? Is it the picking pattern? Is it speed? Is it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can dissect it, right. Figure out what's not working. But if you don't just kind of jump in there and go for it, you, you really won't, you, you know, you can't push the envelope. Right. You know? Right. So, um, a lot of it is just, you know, um, going for stuff and that requires time (laughs) to be able to do that. Like you and I starting our podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. we were, you know, you just got married, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you moved Mm -hmm. from, you know, way down South Georgia up to North Georgia. You know, I mean, like there were a lot of moving parts in your life at that time. Yep. You know, um, you know, uh, but we made it work. We yeah, did it. We did, you know, it. we yeah. made, we made it happen. So, and I think that's the common thread with anybody, um, that's out in the YouTube world, um, that has a YouTube channel that are touring players. It's like, you just got to do it, man. Yeah, you know, it. It, it, you know, and you'll be surprised at, at what you can, what you can achieve. But, um, you know, if you're truly a, a gifted player and, you know you're good at what you're doing you've got to you've got that's got to be um where you put the most time in and everything else you have to just you have to squeeze in you have to figure out you make it work around that right and i've heard a lot of people say maybe even gary v but people similar to that those people that are like life coaches you know that are inspiring people they'll say something and this hits hard if it's important to you you'll make time for it you yeah, know, absolutely. You know, we all it's, have busy lives. It's like, well, you know, I really would love to do a podcast. Well, if it's important to you, you'll make time for it. You'll make it happen. You'll make time for it. And, right. and it, it, it almost sounds like a personal attack. Well, you're like, well, what, what you're saying, I don't, I'm not, it's not, it's not important or I don't have time. No, I'm just saying if, if it's really important, you'll get it done, you know, and, and it's really the truth. We're, we're all given a set amount of time. Yeah. And, and that's, that's all you got. So, um, you know, figure out, you know, and we've discussed this, man, music businesses, it's hard, man. It's a hard way to earn a buck, man. It is. It is. Um, because when it's good, it's great. And when it's bad, it's, it's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you and I have both gone through those peaks and valleys, but you, you get through them. You, yeah. you, you know, you suffer through it and, and you figure out a way to come out the other side and you, you do, um, but that's kind of, I think that's what separates the driftwood out is those in-between times, yeah, right? Totally. And those, that's, those that's are the what, moments where you, you're stretched and you learn. And if you didn't have those moments, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be sustainable. Yeah. So, you know, be good, you know, obviously, you know, practice, practice a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, expand your, your, your horizons, man, like you know, uh, start a YouTube channel, get a following on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, do some teaching, you know, 
if you got to get a day job, then get a day job, but make sure you're still able to devote time to, you know, your music. Right. Um, because ultimately, you know, money comes and goes, man, you know, but having, having the ability to create music and, and, and perform it at a level that we do, man, like that's a gift from God, dude. Like people, you know, if it were, if it were as easy as working at Walmart, being a musician, then freaking everybody would do it. Right. But there's only, there's only a small select few, um, you know, it's like the Marine statement, the proud, the few, Mm -hmm. whatever it's called. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. exactly the correlation that I, that I'm trying to make here. That's it's, you know, you're, 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 you've been chosen Mm -hmm. to, to, um, to bring forth, um, joy to other people through your music. Right. Right. Uh, not only is it enriching your life financially, spiritually, all that other crap, but, um, you know, music is so, uh, it's so important culturally to every, every culture, man. It's just, it's a shame that here in the States, it's not as revered as it is in other cultures. Yes. Um, totally agree. You know, um, like if you go to Japan, I mean, musicians are, are, are some of the most, um, they are like pillars of, of the culture. Highly regarded. Yeah. Highly regarded. Thank you, Chris. Um, and that's just, (laughs) musicians here in the states are oh that's cute do it yeah. while you're young <laughs> do I, you, you know, know that's, yeah. that's 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 you know yep um what you're gonna do when you grow up you know or what you're gonna do when you're when you're 40 and you know you're you're you know you, you can't fit in those you know <laughs> size 32 skinny jeans or what you know what i mean like and it's that's a um that's a dangerous path to go down to try yeah. and, and 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 compare yourself to other people because yeah. being a musician is you, you can't compare being a musician to any other industry or any other um, career path because it's it's just not it's completely different. Yep, totally um, different. So you know, I, that's just something that you know I wanted to you know talk about because we were, you know, I think you and I when we're around other musicians, it gets brought up a lot. You it know, does. it definitely comes up a lot. I mean, even when you're not around musicians, it can come up a lot. You know, just people can can be like wait 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 a minute you're you're the guy that's the musician and like all of a sudden you're the interesting one in the room because this is unique right you know like yep. how how, do you, yep. how how long have you been doing that what you've been doing this for over 25 years have you have mm-hmm. you, you know there's the questions aren't like what you do but how do you sustain it you know how those, do you those, su- yes yeah, yeah. and it's, that, it's, that's, it's that's incredible. the key it's you know incredible. i remember you know, before I went to music school and, uh, you know, having holiday dinners at, at my mom's house and the family would come over and, you know, my family, you know, my mother's obviously her being a musician, she's been my biggest supporter, but you know, the other people in the family are like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea, Johnny boy. Just make sure you got a backup plan, you know, <laughs> because you won't be able to do that when you get our age kind of, kind of deal. Right. You know, and, um, that's just not true. It's, um, um, it's something that you, um, you just know that that's what you're supposed to do. You know, yeah. I don't think somebody's born knowing that they are supposed to be an insurance adjuster. No. Yeah. Right. Totally. That's just, that's just something they have to do to support their family, right. which is fine. And there's, there's nobility in, in being able to sacrifice, you know, that, in order to support your family, your children, your wife, et cetera, there's, listen, you know, there's millions and millions of Americans that that's what they have to do in order for, for their horse to trot, as mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But being a musician is different, man. It's, it's a different kind of hustle. It's a different kind of grind. Yep. It's a different kind um, of mindset. And that's for sure. It, it is. It really is. And I think the other thing that's important too is, is picking the, you know, picking the right life partner that yeah. supports <laughs> that's it that that, that supports huge. your your choices in life and uh i know you know i've known chris's wife we went to freaking middle school elementary school and high school together so you know your your support system at home has to be has to be right in order for your success to be long term yep 
Yep. You know, if you're not married and you don't have any kids, well, obviously that's optimal if you're wanting to be a touring musician, right? Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have that tethering. But you know, uh, eventually, you know, you find a good woman, you you know, things happen, Chris. Yes, they you know do. what I mean. Yes, they do. Um, and um, that's just the natural order of things. You'll get married, you'll have, you'll settle down, you'll have a kid, and things will change. Yep. So you just got to be willing to um, put yourself out there and constantly trying to evolve. Um, you know, finding finding ways to um, not put the music, um, as, you know, it's, it's hard to describe because depending on your situation, you know, if you got 12 kids, you're probably, you know, your ability to work a part-time job around your music situation is probably not going to work for you. So (laughs) you shot, you probably should have stopped after kid two or three, Yeah. but you know what I'm saying, man, it's, you, you, you make it work. Right. You, you will make it work. So. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I would just say we close with, you know, mostly just don't give up. You know, like John said earlier, there's going to be things that, you know, gigs that fail, fall apart or opportunities mm-hmm. that, that run aground. Mm-hmm. And for, it could be for any number of reasons, but just don't give up. If you feel in your heart that this is what you're meant to do, then don't give up. Don't give up. Just keep yeah. pushing through. Even, you know, I've had times where I've had to, to go back into retail for multiple years but then you know have great opportunity to come back and do music full time and i see those those times as like a bridge you know like you're you're bridging from one thing to another um and, and that's okay like you have to do what right. it takes but but stay the course stay the mental course yeah. stay on the path that you believe is is right for you um, totally yeah i agree with that i would agree with that that uh, summation sir thank you thank you well um well john i think we can move on um to uh to our 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 new not so new uh segment that that uh, we've been getting a lot of great feedback on uh it's yeah it's been yeah and and we probably will have to start stop saying new segment because we this has been like eight episodes now or something like that so so now we'll just um, so move it's starting. Forward. It's it, it's kind of uh, uh, a normal um, get fiddles and paradiddles segment now. Yeah, so, so I think everybody is going to be on pins and needles if we don't don't do this now. Yeah, so yeah. So without so, further ado. So without further ado, John, set, set us up. Okay. So um, I, you know, Chris and I, uh, obviously, it's it's really hard for us to kind of pick these songs because. It, you know, we have such a huge Rolodex of songs. We just kind of, oh, what about this song? Oh, what about that song? Mm-hmm. And then, um, for some reason, this band popped in my head because I was listening to it uh, when I was driving back from Nashville when I got in from from Oregon. It's a band called State Cows. State Cows. S T A T E. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's correct. <laughs> so uh, the state cows are the best way I could describe um, state cows is they are the love child of Steely Dan. Mm. Um, it, it, it is the best way I could describe it, Chris. What, what, would you say that's an accurate statement? It's there, completely accurate. So when he said that, I've never heard anyone say this band sounds like steely dan you never hear that like they have no, such a unique never. sound nobody's and so right. so when he said it i was like well this is john he knows music well and he definitely knows categorizing of music well so i was like all right i'm gonna listen to this and instantly within 30 seconds i'm like oh this is this is basically what the evolution of steely dan would sound like it's it's dead on right. like it's the way the song, even the vibe the song has, you know, just that vintage kind mm. of soulful vibe, but it grooves and it has the layered yes. harmonies. So the, I mean, oh my God. Right. It's, it's amazing. So the name of the song is called I've Changed. I've Changed. Uh, okay. It's from their 2010 record uh, titled State Cows. Mm-hmm. Um, they've put out a lot of records. And um, so they literally are following the Steely Dan mold. I think there's two band members. Um, I think they're Swedish, correct? Yeah. Swedish. Chris. Um, and then they go in the studio and hire these old school A-listers to come in like Jay Graydon, um, famous session guitarist from the eighties. He uses all over the Steely Dan stuff. Um, uh, Jay Graydon did the solo on peg. Wow. Uh, first take was, that was first take. Mm. 
that sold on peg first take and they had larry carlton came in did a sold he did a few few runs few, few passes on peg um dean parks came in and then uh uh Donald Fagan, sorry, I had a brain fart. Donald Fagan just wasn't feeling any of that. And I think Graydon was in the same studio cutting something else, if memory serves correctly, across the hall. And Donald was like, hey, man, come over here and play. Let me get you to take a pass at that. And he just, that's what you hear on the record. That's what's on peg. So anyway, um, so these guys go in the studio, hire the A-list session guys from the 80s. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's 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 just classic. I was about to say it's it's almost nostalgic when you start listening yeah, it, to yeah, it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Whoa, wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, it, it it just harkens back to those Steely Dan days. So uh, this particular song not, doesn't necessarily start off with a guitar riff. It's a it's a vintage piano and guitar riff, the same thing. But it's just got that, you know, like I said, just harkens back to that Steely Dan era groove. Just super super tight rhythm section you know with some obscure lyrical content Mm -hmm. but um just super grooving man just and and, you know this way they put that out in 2010 and they don't get any any airplay or any of that stuff they're i think they're referred to as the swedish yacht rockers yeah um but uh the whole state cow state cow record um start to finish is just literally if you close your eyes and didn't know what was being played, you would think it was a new Steely Dan record. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, you know, it's, it sounds so much like it. It's almost like, you know, they're definitely paying homage for sure. Like it. Yeah. D- big time. Stunning. I mean, like they've got, yeah, they've got Michael McDonald coming in and doing the background vocals. I mean, it's just, I love it. You know, some people might, might get turned off by it, but you know, um, I just think sometimes that kind of paying homage to things is just a breath of fresh air because being able to execute that um, is you got to have the skills to pay the bills to do that. And they pull it off live too. go check them out on YouTube. Uh, I mean, they do it just as good as the record um, as they do on the stage, man. They don't skip a beat. So um, I've changed from state cows on their self-titled still uh state cow record i can't talk today chris i'm getting okay. tongue i'm all excited about this skype yeah, stuff new man. skype stuff it's great so it's great. but yeah um check out state cows i've changed the whole record's great let us know what you think about it um you know um don't be scared to send in some suggestions if there's some songs you'd like us to feature on this segment and kind of talk about and 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 um go over why that you think they should be on this segment, please email us, text us. Well, I guess they don't have our numbers, Chris. They can't text yeah, us. But we're, what not, if, we're, not that, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. But, you know, reach out to us on all of the all the platforms, and, and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can't get uh, almost like a song request, if you will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see that kind of stuff because, I mean, that's what I love about the, the music community and musicians and even the podcast community. It's like we're always turning each other on to stuff. Like, oh, man, check this out and check this out and check this out. And it's just this forever loop of, of incredible find. It is. It's it's a beautiful thing. It so we, we, uh, we encourage people to get involved with us and, um, you know, give us some feedback. Don't don't forget to to share all this with all your buddies and you know, we're trying to trying to build this thing up. So um check out uh, the steak cows. I've changed. I hope you dig it. Yeah, man. Well John, that's gonna do it for us this week. I uh, I like our our inaugural Skype run. Yeah, man. It's the nice. Skype the Skype is amazing. It is amazing. We should have been doing this a long time ago, man. Yeah. So. Trying to trying to coordinate all this all this stuff could have been done through the internet, internet. so that's, that's, we, we just talked about how the internet can help us and we weren't even using the internet to help us <laughs> to help our own selves wow note to self note to self <laughs> practice what you preach practice what you preach guys yeah, yeah. we're real that and that's you isn't that usually the case the, the cats that like yep. the doctor phil's yep. you know they give out the advice and that some bitch has probably been divorced like 12 times <laughs> right <laughs> Yep. So anyway. All right, guys, we're uh, going to get out of here this week. We appreciate all the feedback, and uh, we look forward to continuing this train for, for week over week. We're, we're happy to be back on our, our normal Monday schedule. 
Yes, absolutely. And we got some big things coming up. We got some big interviews coming in the pipeline. So stay tuned and keep tuned into the social medias and um, uh, still working on uh, maybe possibly getting some merchandise, get fiddles and paradiddles merchandise. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So we got some big things coming down the pipeline, guys. So stick with us and um, stay tuned to all of the socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, we're on the Facebook. Yep, yep. Um, we're, we're all, I mean, all that stuff. So, yeah. uh, stay tuned. We're just getting started, Chris. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. One year quickly approaches and like, like John said, we got some surprises coming. So hang tight with us and, uh, we will see you guys next week. And we are out. <laughs>